Welcome to Ragbag's Bonus Bag. My name's Frank Burton. My guest this time is a man whose music I've spent countless hours listening to over the last 20 years. It's David Ebar, sometimes known as Black Yaya, but mostly known as Herman Doom. He's an absolute genius, and as far as I'm concerned, one of the most important musical artists of all time. That's right. And for anyone who doesn't know yet, this is what Herman Dune sounds like. Home alone with Philip Roth And a sweater I got from H&Mark It's the first day of summer and I got me a fever Open a message from Turner and he says Ivar said, bon man I live the life of a rock on tour I play guitar and I go on tour It doesn't matter that I am poor I'm a king man Sharks in a tidal wave Can't even look at a blade And so I never shave I get irrational fears And timidity And cold, cold sweat From anxiety, man I'm feeling like the Batman I'm feeling like Superman I'm feeling like a man Who's got to hide Everything is from the world outside And it's not cool I bruised a muscle And I broke my jaw I'm being hassled by the goddamn law They get away with murder and racial wars And I'm just watching Louis free of charge And now they're chasing my tail And they open my mail They want my ass in jail And it seems unfair, it's out there I got a girl and she is dope From my birthday she got me a telescope She says it's for the eclipse For the moon and the sun I watch the people on the street It's a lot more fun See I'm a bit of a wire Or maybe weirdly wired I rule the city from a rocking chair State policies less fair Do it man See I can't settle down I go crazy when I stay in town I only come to life on the run Get me on a plane, man On a bus or on a train, man And in the morning I'll be gone Marijuana from a private stash I never get high but I will give it a try Man, I'm going legal in California I'm on my way With a fist full of sand and an old palm tree I close my eyes and then I count to three And it's alright I dig the Beatles and I dig the blues the moldy peaches and the silver juice I can never imagine what my life would be If I hadn't always had Bob Dylan with me I mean, everything he wrote Man, I'm strung out on heroes My friend 
Jeff Lewis says songs about songwriting suck So I won't even mention the writer's block I go through sometimes See, I can't settle down I go crazy when I stay in town I only come to life on the run Get me on a boat, man On a horse or on a goat, man And in the morning I'll be gone In the morning I'll be gone In the morning city are you in? I'm in Manchester. Manchester. Oh, I love Manchester. I miss playing there. I've toured a lot in the UK. It was, it's amazing to me how small of, a, of an island it is and how many shows you can play. You know, you'd play Manchester, Leeds, you know, usually there's not that many shows in such a small circle and they have nothing. You know, the cities are so different. It's like another country. Manchester has always seemed to me like the most almost American city in the UK, just with oh, the architecture. Yeah. And uh, I love Manchester. They used to have this uh, music store there that I would go every time I was on tour that had the best collection of banjo lilies, you know, the, the instrument that George Fombe used to play. So I used to go there, play them whenever I had a show. I remember that. I got a very nice, like, a 1920 Banjo Lele once that I still play every day. I had to leave you and go away, but I think about you every day, in the morning and in the afternoon. I wish that I could see you soon, and when I held you, I felt so fine. It was like the words, nothing left on my mind. It was like Rockaway Beach in the month of June. I wish that I could see you soon. I had no plans to meet you, baby. I had a million things to do, baby. But you hit my heart with a harpoon. I wish that I could see you soon. The angels go, how long till you can see her? And I'm like, the sooner the better. I would definitely agree that my songs are personal. I don't know if I would automatically say that I'm different from other songwriters. I think it's more for you to say, I guess. But you know what? Songs are so surprising. I just... As you asked this question, I'm thinking last week, I went to see Lucinda Williams, whom I adore. Uh, she was doing a performance of her album, Car Wheels on a Gravel Road. She played the whole album from beginning to end, and she was talking for like 10 minutes uh, between each song, explaining the songs. And what I noticed is that none of the songs had the context or the background that I thought they had. 
So I've been listening to that album for 20 years or 10 years or whatever. I thought everything, she had been through everything in the song. Like I thought she had had a man in jail. I thought, you know, all the places, places she mentions, I thought she was either she had lived there or all the names, you know, the names of towns and stuff fascinated me. Just, you know, I don't know East Texas that well or Louisiana, which she talks about. And I assume that every song had a story for her that was totally personal. And she just like, so she described each song. And one song was like, she was reading through an art book and she, she saw a photograph that, in, you know, she just like took the words that appeared on the wall behind the person on the photograph and she made the song with it. And then she's like, I think the towns in East Texas have cool names, so I just put them in there. And it was exactly the opposite of what I thought, you know, just she, I mean, I could have done that, you know, just liked a city's name, but I thought she wasn't like that. You know what I mean? I thought everything was like exactly, you know, 100% autobiographical. And it is in a way because you can't really write something that is not from yourself. But I think, I mean, it's a long way for me to say that I like to write about myself, but sometimes if I see the name of a town I love or, you know, or if there's a quote in a book that I'm reading that I think is better or just like is a great line for a song or whatever, it's going to be in there. And people might assume that that's the one line that really happened to me. You know what I mean? And uh, I think it's funny. And it too, I mean, I think I'm from the inside and I think I'm, you know, I'm like a smart ass or something like knowing this is from a Love and Rockets comic book or something and people think it's my life. And then I get caught by the same thing with Lucinda Williams. So I don't know. It's hard to say with songs, I guess. You say a doe and a buck are a couple of deer And the truth in your mouth is a song to my ear I gotta go, but I'm staying and I don't give a damn You're five years younger than I am And I hear strange music 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 Strange music Let's say you're a songwriter that only writes when they're drunk and you're only drunk, you know, 12 nights a year. So you have an album of drunk songs and people think you're like, you know, the worst drunk on the planet, but it's only 12 nights and 12 songs. You know what I mean? So that's what I, I feel like everything I say is felt and heartfelt and true. But again, you know, in an album, it's like 12 songs and uh, there's a lot of other things that I've been through and lived. And for instance, I find that, you know, sad moments are very good for writing. And so someone might think that you're really sad because you just like write about the sad things that happen to you and they, they think it's the only things that happen to you. But uh, uh, sometimes there's other things too that you don't end up in songs, I guess. I mean, I especially know it since I've seen Lucinda Williams. I was just like, my mind was blown. I was like, you can't tell. You know, even I can't tell. I've been writing songs for 20 years and I can't tell if it, if it happened or not. 
you know, uh, it's pretty amazing to me. It was a cold wind blowing from the north and to the south. It was a cold wind blowing from the north and to the south. It was a cold wind blowing from the north and to the south. But when the sun rose up this morning, my baby kissed me on the mouth. My baby kissed me on the mouth. My baby kissed me on the mouth. When the sun rose up this morning, my baby kissed me on the mouth. You know, I want to write as much as possible and I love doing it. I would say that I have a process for songs that never end up in records. And then the songs that end up in records are the songs that just come to me. You know, the songs that I have an urge to write for some reason. But I write, you know, almost every day and I write a lot and I have a process for that, you know, trying to, if I think about something I just write it down instantly instead of keeping it for later and then go back to it and write from there. There's a lot of things, you know, rhyming is a process uh, or there's a lot of things that I don't want to put in songs. So it's kind of a process to like, I never write the songs like, you know, there's like words that I hear all the time in songs that I would never put in a song. Like I want to be free or I just want to fade away or all that stuff that you hear all the time. So, it's kind of a process to avoid this kind of things. I guess what I'm saying is that uh, there's a process to writing, but in the end, the songs that I keep are usually just like, you know, of an instant. I just feel them. My baby's cat of the dark. She says the night is full of monsters. But when I press my body against hers I kiss her goodnight and I count to four My beaver's not scared of the dark anymore My beaver's afraid of fire She sees visions of flames and intense heat But when I call her name and makes her heart beat she sees waves of water breaking onto the shore My baby doesn't fear no fire no more My baby's scared of thunder She hates it when there's storms at night But when I hold her in my arms real tight she goes back to sleep and starts to snore My baby's not scared of thunder anymore And then she's like, David, come here And stay with me for a minute Take away my fear and take me where it is quiet David, come here and sing something ace. 
Whisper it in my ear Make my place a safe place It's not an original story, but uh, my father used to listen to Bob Dylan and uh, I just loved him since a very young age. And as I got a guitar when I was six and what, you know, I took a few lessons and as soon as I could play chords, I just played Bob Dylan songs and I still do. So I guess it worked for me. And writing songs, I never thought of being a musician without writing the songs. Like it never occurred to me. Now sometimes I think, oh, it'd be cool to just like sing songs that someone else has written or to be a musician in a band. Like sometimes I have these thoughts now, but up until very recently, I never thought that you could be, which is crazy because the world is, is full of people who don't write their own songs. But for some reason, it never occurred to me that I just thought if you wanted to be in this uh, art, you had to write your songs. So the first song I wrote, I was really young, you know, and English is not my first language, but I wrote it in English just because that was the music that I liked, you know, the Beatles or Bob Dylan. So I always thought that to play a song, you had to have written it. I never thought that you were supposed to, like I remember the first shows I played when I was like, you know, 12, 13, there, there were shows every year in my high school. And uh, so you could play a concert, which was a great uh, occasion for me. And I never thought that I could do a cover. Like I never thought that it was a, something cool to do, that you could do it. I thought you had to write your own songs to be on stage, even when I was 13. So I guess I wrote a lot of songs just to, to be able to play them because I hadn't realized that you could sing other people's songs. What were your songs like when you were 13? <laughs> they were pretty similar, I gotta say. There's some chord changes that I still use from then on. And uh, I don't know. I guess the English was a little more broken, but um, it was kind of the same thing. I've always liked, I think I was even more a country at the time. I don't know where it came from because my father didn't listen to country music, but I've always loved it. There was something to it. And uh, since as far as I can remember, I thought that I would have a pedal still player and be singing country music for some reason. In my school, there weren't that many musicians. Hmm. Actually, there were no musician. I found like this one guy who could play the bass and then all the other musicians, I taught them how to play just because I knew no one who could play. So it was kind of a weird, I was very bad musically at first when I started playing because no one knew how to play in my band, but um, I've always loved it. And I've, I've never practiced really, which is a weird thing too that I notice now. So I would like put a band together and just play my songs. Like the shows, I would just play the songs. They wouldn't even know the songs and they didn't know how to play. That's always the, the way I've done it for some reason. It's really weird. Does that work? I've always done it this way. And you know, recently I started playing maybe in the past five years with excellent musicians for the first time. And I just like, I cannot comprehend what's happening. Like I just taught a song and it sounds like a real song. You know, like people know how to play the harmonies. It's just like, 
uh, something that I've never done before. It's, it's really funny. I'm enjoying that as a new thing. There was blood on my hands and hair on my cheeks. I hadn't got a shave in 25 weeks. I cracked the window open. I had a handgun in the back seat. You were going six to five on a waterfront street. And I knew that I could trust you to give me a ride. Like the ocean trusts the moon to give it a tide. And you said, I saw someone being killed once when I was 14. And I said, you don't know where I've been. Yeah, I haven't been playing that, that much. I've been recording a lot and working in my studio. I haven't been on tour in a while. I've played shows. I play a lot around LA. That's where I live. And I, so I play around here. I would go, you know, like two hours north to two hours south kind of thing. But I haven't been on a real tour in a very long time. I mean, I guess next time I go on tour, I want to have my a Los Angeles band with me. So that's, that involves some kind of a cost, I guess. When you want your band to be with you, well, they have to be available. And then it's like this whole cost of traveling and uh, just, you know, having some people on the road. And I feel like I have done a lot of tours because my first album came out in 1999 and I've toured nonstop since then, you know. And I've done a lot of tours that weren't really meant to be band tours because there weren't enough money or, you know, we didn't know where to stay or whatever, or the, that I could have done solo and it would have been easier, but I, you just like end up in a van with 10 people who, and it's kind of hard. I don't, I don't really wish to do that right now, but uh, I want to play with my band. So that I'm, I'm just waiting for the right opportunity, I guess. Yeah, it just takes, you know, one or two um, festivals to invite you and then it, it sort of comes together but when you have to do it by yourself granted a lot of people do it so you know i'm just talking for myself touring with a whole band with no money it's kind of a hassle getting some on the roller coaster my time has come flirting with disaster I've got a chip on my shoulder and it's stuck with a drop of crazy blue today's another day it ends with why and you're getting high on the lost highway going down for DUI the story
my last album was released last year and I just finished an album, a duo record with my friend James Levy, who's from New York but lives in Nashville. So we just recorded that a few weeks ago, still mixing it a little bit and we're going to release it as soon as possible. I, th I don't think I'd ever done a full duo record. I have duo songs and I was, it was cool. He's a great singer. So, you know, it was, it's really nice to be because as most times we recorded it live, you know, live, I mean like everybody playing together in the studio, not like as opposed to doing track by track or whatever. So as we were two singers and singing off of each other, you know, it was always oh, really nice for me to sing with a good singer and have like back and forth lines and stuff it was a lot of fun. He came from Nashville to Los Angeles and we recorded with the musicians I play with here. And um, so he came with uh, some songs and I came with the other songs, like half, half kind of thing. And then we both sing on each other's songs. So, you know, exchanging lines kind of, it's, it's funny. I like to do it. I've always liked, you know, country duos again, you know, and I think it's, uh, it's just fun. It brings another energy instead of being by yourself, singing about yourself, like someone else is singing your lines and maybe he understands them a different way. And then you, you sing his lines and maybe you have this feeling about it. And so it's, it's like, it brings a different energy. It's really, I think it's nice. And you can, you can throw in like longer songs because there's two singers. So I've always loved, you know, five verses, six verses songs, but, uh, and, uh, Something that you can really do as a duo, it's fun, like it, it, uh, it doesn't seem as long. In August, I went out to the country for resting. There was a family of swallows in the barn, they're nesting. I saw the little ones and their feathers were greasy. I pictured their life. And I thought it was easy I said, these guys just have to sit there and squeak And their mother comes back with insects in her beak To feed them You said, man Swallows migrate and it is amazing They fly from Alaska to Argentina with their little and I said I had never heard of such a journey Someone knows better than me Someone knows better than me And then we were in Stockholm And it was beautiful in July And the day after this famous Swedish director Ingmar Bergman died All the national papers had some special issues with beautiful pictures and interesting interviews I figured it was unlikely that they would gather all this stuff overnight they must have needed much more time than this to write and it felt rancid and you said David and David don't you know about obituaries they keep them at hand for the death of celebrities And I said I will never get used to how twisted news can be Someone knows better than me 
I love humor. I don't know. I don't think that many people nowadays still think that uh, humor is just for happy songs. You know, you can have humor in any kind of situation. It can be, you know, I think John Lennon had a lot of humor in his sad songs. I think, you know, Moby Dick is a really funny book. It's not a happy book, but there's a lot of jokes in there. I just like little jokes. Sometimes a rhyme can be funny, a good rhyme. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but when I go to a show or sometimes when I play a song and the rhyme is really cool, like, you know, something you, you weren't expecting, people laugh and you're like singing a sad song, but the rhyme is really on point, kind of, you know, they didn't think of that word and people laugh and it's a kind of humor but it's more like a witty thing to, I don't know. It's like, I just love finding a word that you're not going to expect. So it has a comic element to it. You know, in, in LA, we see a lot of stand-up comedians and uh, the good ones I find, there's a lot of, you know, pace and timing in the writing itself. Like when it's well-written with a word, you can make someone laugh with a smart way to understand a word it doesn't need to be this whole joke punchline kind of thing it, it could be just like you know a way to pronounce a word or a way to associate two words it can be really funny i think i absolutely love your song about lou reed and, oh cool uh, you know this one yeah no well that kind of uh i found it very moving but also it made me laugh as well so it was like two different things you know as obviously it's about but then you well exactly you know Lurid was really he wasn't a funny guy I mean it didn't seem happy to me to be honest but uh, he made me laugh a lot in sad songs and I've always loved that and uh, when he died I was actually on tour and I remember the first time I heard his voice as something of the past you know mm. as something that Usually I would hear his voice and it was always connected to someone, you know, doing something somewhere, you know. And uh, it was really, I got really emotional about Lou Reed's death for some reason. And one of them being that uh, I was a big fan. And so I wrote this song. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you said it well, you know, I like to throw a little humor in there, even though I was really sad when he died. I was, it's not a joke song about Sometimes I think my favorite guitarist is Buddy Holly Most days I realize there's no one on earth like Chuck Berry But if I gotta be honest And say who taught me Everything I know about guitar Man, I gotta say Louie One minute you could bump into him Down in New York City Ordering an everything bagel For his wife, Laurie And next thing you know He's just a name down in history Like Robert Johnson Like Miles Davis Or the Carter family And it's strange to miss a person that you never knew. I'm gonna miss his voice and his guitar too. I love him solo. 
other songs, baby, I love Lou. And now it's hard to realize that he is really gone. Although you might say that I never met the man, not in person. But I remember the last time, the last time that he played my town. I could have gone, but I guess I was busy, and man, I turned it down. Well, maybe he was playing the Raven or some experimental drone. But for some reason, I decided that I was gonna stay home. I said I will catch him next time. Next time that he plays real songs, and now I know. I should've gone. I know how I was wrong. And it's strange to miss a person that you never knew. I'm gonna miss his voice and his guitar too. I love him solo and I love the you. I love all. Oh, there's songs, baby. I love Lou. Now some say he was mean, and some say he was crazy. I remember reading nasty things about him in the book. Please kill me. I guess maybe you gotta have a part of you that is creepy. Some demons to overcome. To write so beautifully. Well, some say he got electric shocks and all. Well, he sure never tried to fit in any box at all. Well, man, I'm not an expert when it comes to musical talks at all. There's just one thing. But I know for sure, Lou Reed was rock and roll, and it's strange to miss a person that you never knew. I'm gonna miss his voice and his guitar too. I love him solo, and I love you. I love all. Of his songs, baby, I love Lou. I love all of his songs, baby, I love Lou. I love all of his songs, baby, I love Lou. Wow. I don't know what to say. I'm absolutely over the moon to have had one of my all-time heroes on the podcast. Thanks very much to David for coming on the show and for being so nice. Meet your heroes, guys. I recommend it. All the links to Herman Dune's music as well as David's various other projects are in the show notes. Normal service will resume next week. Frankburton.co.uk. Have a look at that. I write books when I'm not doing this and I'm very good at it. See you soon.
Ragbag Podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. <laughs>